somebody says, they say, God, how, how is God going to make a way in the midst of all of this? <laughs> Where has God made a way for me? But I, the word that I received was, if you would get out of my way, I could make a way. Part of the reason we can't get the way made is because we're trying to control the way. But if you would get out of the way and just say, God, I give this to you. It is not how I want it to be. It's not what I think it should be. But I know you're a way maker. I'm going to step out of the way and let you do what you need to do. A lot of this struggle and this strain, it is there to grow us up so that we can let God have his way. Get out of the way and let the way maker have the way. That is what God is calling us to do <laughs> when there is no answer, when it seems there is no hope, when it seems like prayers are not being answered. It is, it is the prime moment when you say, God, I can't seem to get my way, so I'm going to let you have your way. I can't seem to fix them, but God, I know you can fix me. I can't seem to fix the problem, but I know you are the solution. I don't have to stay stuck in stuck. I can get out of it because I know the way maker. I don't have time to be fooling with no foolishness and nobody else that doesn't want to get in the way so God can have the way too. Let him have the way. In our scripture today, you hear, he said, God said, I'm going to hide my face because I don't want any more of these burnt offerings. I don't want any more of these sacrifices uh, that, that you are making to me. And the reason that the prophet is saying this is because while they can come to the temple to make the sacrifice, the problem is, is when they leave the temple, they don't act like they've made a sacrifice. Oh, let me make it more contemporary for you. A lot of people come to church and make a sacrifice, but when they leave out of those doors, they act like they had never been inside of the church. And God is saying, the prophet is saying, I am tired of you coming in here playing temple. I'm tired of you coming in here playing church. What I need you to do is to focus on the laws that I've laid down before you. You are too busy trying to worry about who folks are sleeping with and where they're going when really what I've declared is for you to create justice in the world. In other words, Israelites... <laughs> you go into the temple and make your sacrifice and you declare that I am the way <laughs> but you leave out of the temple and try to make and have your own way <laughs> if you come into the temple and declare that I am the way when you leave out of the temple you need to be aligned with the way that you declare that I am to do anything otherwise is just straight up hypocritical and so they are there 
going through all of this struggle and all of this strain as Israelites, as a, as a collective people, and they are crying out for God to do something different. They're crying out for God to make a way. They're crying out for God to lift them, and, and, and God doesn't say, just stop your sacrifices. God says, I am tired of the sacrifices, but if you want to wash and be clean, remove your ugly deeds from my sight. Put an end to such evil. Learn to do good. Seek justice. Help the oppressed. Defend the orphan. Plead for the widow. Now, I don't know, but <laughs> I've been reading the Bible for a very long time. <laughs> And it seems to me there is one consistent recurring theme from the beginning to the end. Justice. And for some reason, everybody wants to deny it and act like it's not a, instead we want to worry about how you get baptized, are you sprinkled, are you immersed, we want to worry about what sins you commit, we want to worry about if you're wearing dresses or pants, we want to worry about makeup, we want to, we want to worry about everything other than the common theme that runs through the Bible. The theme that is in the Bible, I don't care who you are, if you are a biblical literalist or if you believe in the Bible as a metaphor, the one thing that connects both of those things is God's theme for justice in the world. You cannot go around it. You can't try to work through it. You can't try to say when he said, give us this day our daily bread. He wasn't talking about no spiritual bread. He was talking to a bunch of poor folks who really needed give us this day, God, our daily bread. See, we want to read certain stuff literal and we want to spiritualize some of the other stuff that makes us uncomfortable. But what makes us uncomfortable with the Bible, let me just lay it out, is that it is a book about justice. You can try to make it everything else you want to make it, but it's a book about God's justice in the world. If you are a conservative Christian, I'm sorry, you cannot deny that fact. Even if you're a biblical literalist, then when you read this book, you go find out how many times it says justice, righteousness, and justification. The root word of all three of those words is the same. You can't get around it. So he's saying... If you want the way made, you need to focus on justice. You need to focus on putting away the evil deeds. Learn to do good. I don't know why we've made this so complicated. We want to dissect what sin is and what and who sins and how they sin and 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 how we don't like the sins they commit and and oh my god you're going to hell and we we got we are caught up in all of this and I don't want to boil it down to just something so simple but I don't I, this just remove your ugly deeds from my sight and put an end to such evil learn to do good <laughs> If that ain't the gospel, I don't know what is. It is not time to get worried about all these theological differences and political differences. Are we learning to do good so that God can indeed prepare the way? Now, I know I showed up here this morning <laughs> to preach to a, the choir, pretty much, about <laughs> doing good and seeking justice. But just in case, there were a few people who needed a refresher on why we preach about justice in this church. I thought I'd 
lay it out there for you. For those of us who have been on this justice battlefield, so to speak, the other word I have for us is that it's not time to give up. It is not time to feel helpless. I don't care which channel you flip to, somebody has another message about how you need to kind of feel helpless, how law seems to not being abided by, how, how injustice is happening in the world. You know, they, they, they've, I've said this before, but their motto, I don't care what news station it is, is if it bleeds, it leads. So we are collectively being drawn into mass chaos and hysteria. And the question I have is, is it really true? And this is one of those times when I have to go back to my own conservative theological upbringing and just say, is this really the word of God? Is this the truth of God? Or is this some other demonic deceptive force that I'm having to pay attention to and look at every day? But with all of the struggle that is going on around us, it may feel as though you want to retreat. You may feel as though your voice can't be heard. You may feel as though there's nothing you can do. You may feel as though you're just sick and tired of hearing people telling you to write your congressman and send an email and send a smoke signal, respond to this text and a thousand likes on this. You may be sick and tired of going through the same cycle and the same process over and over. I know I was. When we got to Santorini, I knew, I said, you know, Lord, <laughs> I could just stay here. I could stay. By the time we got to Mykonos, I said, you know what, a yacht for the church would be good because then we could just have church on the yacht uh, and, and then I could take all of y'all with me. But it was enough to say, God, I don't know. It's too much. It's just too much. There's so much that needs to change in our community and the world. And what a lot of people call this, it's called justice fatigue. You know, when you're constantly out there trying to get folks to change their mind, you're trying to help folks to be good people, you're trying to help people to understand that trans people are people and they deserve rights too. You're still trying to help some folks understand that racism is not dead and over just because you elected a black president. You're still trying to get some folks to understand that they too, even though they have one black friend, that they might still be a race. I mean, you're still trying to get folks to understand that just because your life is good and well diversified, it doesn't mean there are other people that don't quite have their act together. And so what is incumbent upon us is not to retreat. It's not to just come hide out in St. Peter. What is incumbent upon us is to understand the way that God is trying to make and to go out of those doors and help prepare and make the way that God wants to bring in to the world. I'm trying to make this real, real for you today because the, 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 the motivational, the inspirational, the you can lead a better life, you can, we can all lead a better life and do more in this world. But as Dr. King said, I believe none of us are free until we are all free. It will feel easy 
to give up. If you're having financial trouble, it feels easy to focus only on your financial trouble. If you're having work trouble, it feels easy to only focus on your work trouble. One of the greatest diseases that we suffer from in this country, me included, is selfishness. Just selfish. And we, and we call it fo focusing on me. <laughs> I'ma just do me. That is needed, yes, to focus on you. But it's a focus on you and God and focus on others. The easiest way for you to think about this is the cross itself. Are you aligned vertically and horizontally? Or are you only focused on the vertical? <laughs> this is also needed too, not just this. In the midst of all of the justice fatigue, <laughs> I thought about uh, the guy from Santorini, his name is Sostis. And he's an inhabitant of the volcanic, the vol volcano actually that is close by Santorini. He's the only inhabitant. He's 67 years old. He left Santorini, the main island, because he saw all of his friends, this legend have it, legend has it, he saw all of his friends and relatives arguing about property because the tourist boom was just starting to happen in Santorini. And so brother was fighting brother about what was gonna to happen to the property when mama died and sister was fighting sister and cousin was fighting cousin. Everybody's fighting over all of the property because they wanna make sure they get in on this money game. They wanna make sure they have an Airbnb and a vacation rental. They wanna get in on this and make sure that they can make money. So what he saw was the money was creating chaos and it was ruining the culture of the Santorinians. So he decided, I'm done with all this. I'm gonna become a hermit and I'm gonna run off to this island and I'm gonna stay there by myself. He has it down so well that the little folks that do drive the boats around, he has phone numbers of some of them, so he cranks up his generator, he has his little cell phone, and he tells them what he needs, and they drops it off to him, but he refuses to be engaged with all of the chaos and the crazy and the fight over money and land that is happening on Santorini. He has decided being a hermit is better. For some of us, what we are doing right now is being a hermit with the gifts that God has given us. We're being a hermit with the word that God has placed on our heart to make our communities a better place. We're being a hermit here in the church. We want to come get our Jesus song, get our swerve on, get our praise on, kick over a pew or two and walk on out of those doors. And we've sang Waymaker, but we get out there and go back to our problems. We wanna just hide out somewhere. But what God is calling us to do is not to be hermits. Now, there are some people who are called to be hermits, but most of y'all, I know you, you're not, you, you just, 
you're not called to be a hermit. God has called you to bring about love and peace and justice in the world. God has called you to lead a larger and better life. It ain't just about money and prosperity, but God wants you to live a large life of love so that you can bless others and be blessed in the process. God is calling you to also lift up your voice when you see something is wrong. God is calling you to prepare the way, the way of justice, the way of peace, the way that the Bible has attested to it. God is calling you, as it says in Isaiah 58 later on, to shout out, do not hold back, lift up your voice like a trumpet, announce to my people their rebellion to the house of Jacob is their sins. In other words, announce that what is happening to those children at the border is sinful. Announce that what is happening to black trans women is sinful. Announce that the economic structures are not working the way they are supposed to be. Announce that God's justice is the theme in the Bible. Don't hold back on your faith. Most of the people you talk to are biblically illiterate. Go and tell them that the Bible is a book of justice and you can flip it open anywhere and start talking about it. Announce God's justice and call in this world. Stop being a hermit. It is time for you to stand up for Jesus. You may have run from God. You may have run from the book, but God is calling you today to say what they told you, that you weren't worth it, what they told you, that you didn't have a word. God is saying that was a lie from the pit of hell. Stand up and announce the day of the Lord. Dennis, you asked me what I was going to do. You said you're tired of thoughts and prayers. This is it, baby. This is it. Just let me know if I did good or not, okay? When we stand up to announce what is right and what is wrong, <laughs> we will be challenged. But everything, if you've been here, for a year or so, everything that I've said, the building you up, the strengthening you, the helping you to live a larger life was so that you could get more vertically in line. God is calling us to step out of the church, to step out of our comfort zone, to stay aligned with him, but to also understand that we need to align ourselves with the world and to help proclaim the justice of the Lord, to help people understand that there is a better way for us to live. The folks that you disagree with and that have stepped on you, I'm going to say this, and you can write it down. They are not the moral and spiritual authority. They do not get to claim God as their own. They do not get to tell you whether you are in or out. They do not get to tell you whether you're sanctified or not. They do not own God. They do not own religion. You 
as they would say to you, need to work on your relationship with God. That's the problem. We want to meddle in everybody else's relationship. Mind your, stay on your side of the street. Sweep around your own front door before you try to sweep around mine. Focus on you. And that's why if we have been properly aligned, when we step forth to say, thus saith the Lord, I believe there's a little bit more credibility behind it. When we step forth to say, thus saith the Lord, I have been through the fire, I have been through the struggle, and I know that God is a way maker for me, then we say, thus say the Lord, they'll say, yes, I want to hear about what thus saith the Lord from you. It is time for us to stop being hermits when it comes to justice. It's time for us to stop being hermits when it comes to evangelizing and spreading the word and the gospel of Christ. It's time for us to stop being hermits. You got this. You are well able and capable to grow God's kingdom. You are well able and capable you are ministers of God. I see some of y'all, it is, it, is, it is breaking through some stuff. You are well able and capable. It is not just me. You are well able and capable. We don't need to be hermits anymore. It's time for us to stand up and declare that we are on the Lord's side. <laughs> it's time for us to stand up and say that we are on the side of justice. It's time for us to, to then ask them, are you on the Lord's side? <laughs> are you ready to stand up and proclaim the justice and the love and the peace that is in the Bible? Or are you going to sit down on the Lord? <laughs> are you going to stand up and declare that you too are on the Lord's side? That you too will no longer be bound to being a hermit? I can't remember his name, but it was an interview with a vampire, and he was trying to get all the other vampires. I'm sorry, I watch everything and use every metaphor possible. But he got up on screen because he wanted all the vampires to start coming out. And what he said was, come out, come out, wherever you are. <laughs> and today I'm saying, come out, come out, wherever you are and declare, I'm on the Lord's side. 